When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and say with you Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and say with everybody and welcome back to the mass singer rapa podcast we're here to talk about the finale of season nine done and dusted we have a brand new champion in the house we have a brand new runner-up here and lots more to talk about i am of course your host puya the smartphones and Bikili, ready for one more ride before we say goodbye to the mass singer until the fall and with me as always is the one and only the lovely liana the pillbox Boris. Leon, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. We survived. We made it through another season. Massinger season nine, all wrapped up in the books. I'm curious to see if the writer's strike is going to affect season 10, but we do know that Massinger got renewed. So at least at some point, theoretically, we'll be back for season 10. But we do have so much to talk about with this episode, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, you know, this was a finale that happened. We've mm-hmm. both been very high on the season. You mm-hmm. know, every every time I plugged it, I've said, 
I've been having a good time. It's been a good season. We're it's we're back. It's great. By the end of this season, I'm very okay with it coming to an end. <laughs> yeah, look, I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you that I'm also very happy the season is done. I think last week for me just really took the wind out of my sails. I think having the California roll go home and then kind of had that realization that one of the two people who I thought was going to win is maybe not going to win. And like, I don't want to take away from what Medusa was able to do on the stage. And I don't want to take away from her win. I think just in terms of my personal rooting interest, I was hoping for one of the other two, the California role or the macaw to take the crown. So I think because of that kind of like one, two punch of these last two episodes, it just was a lot. (laughs) It really was. And, you know, and that's the big thing for me is also last week's episode, Uh, not because I was rooting for the California role, but more so because I just felt like they were the chalk win pick. And then Mm -hmm. once they were removed, I could see the we saw the writing on the wall. We were like, okay, this is clearly about the redemption story of the Medusa going from wild card to winner. And it almost didn't matter how the finale went is how I felt watching this Mm -hmm. because, and I'll say this on top uh, as the number one uh, Macaw roaster this season, I thought the Macaw did better on the night. Uh, I do too. I mean, so I, what I liked is that at least we got two performances Mm -hmm. from our final two. I mean, it makes sense. There's only two of them. We have an hour episode to fill. So the fact that we got a total of four performances, I thought was really great. So I liked that about the finale. And I think the Macaw really knocked it out of the park. I think that especially the last song the Macaw did, and we'll talk about each of these, but was just so good. And I was like, okay, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. But I agree with you. It did feel a little bit like it was already set in stone and I I can't explain a hundred percent where that feeling is coming from but like that was just my gut feeling after last week's episode and I definitely had it watching this week's episode too that it just kind of felt a little bit like a lost cause and I think that that is really frustrating as a viewer to feel sort of like the winner is a little bit pigeonholed. I'm not saying it's scripted, but it just felt like the show is clearly coming across with a very clear narrative of what they wanted to communicate. Like in the Medusa's performance, every time the Medusa finished, they always included the audience chanting, chanting Medusa, Medusa, but never did that for the macaw. And I, so it just felt like I'm, as someone who spends a lot of time reading edits, it just felt like, I'm being forced to think something that I don't think. And because of that inconsistency, it makes me frustrated. And so I had that feeling last week as well as this week. And so I think, um, again, not to discredit the final two by any means. And I think that there's a lot of really positive things to take out of this episode. But I just wanted to get those sort of like initial frustrations out of the way at the very beginning, because I don't want to be disingenuous about how I feel with the, this season, the end of the season, because I totally agree that the whole season throughout was overall really fun. Yeah. And I, and I do feel like, you know, not, uh, this isn't a knock against the Medusa. I'm not saying the Medusa did poorly at all. Um, and, and Medusa is both a worthy winner and a fun winner in my opinion. So I'll take mm-hmm. it. However, I feel like this all comes down to the twist of the season, which was, the ding dong, keep it on bell. This is the first time they've ever introduced this mechanic into the show. And it just felt like, and, and, you know, you talk about reading edits and and being someone who watches different shows and analyzes them. 
this felt like for the first time in a minute, it felt like I was actively being fed an edit and I had to read through it. Right. So to me, it felt like McCaw, you know, I said at the beginning, came out of nowhere a little bit, but also didn't stand out to me as, okay, this person's going to go for gold here. So Mm -hmm. when we get to the final three, it's like, okay, we've kind of figured out who the McCaw is. It's going to be David Archuleta. All right. So David Archuleta ain't winning. It's going to be a a classic case of runner up, runner up. It's either going to be a rematch between the wild card from the first group and the winner of the first group, or it's the wild card versus the runner up and the wild card wins it. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know if I love it because do we really want the first ever ding dong, keep it on to have paid off? Cause now it's kind of like, I don't know. Are they going to do it again? Do you think? Do you think we see the ding dong keep it on next season? <laughs> it would have been funnier if it had been Robin's pick, who is just like, I don't know. I just like the song choice. <laughs> you picked the song I, my, I like, my kids like, my family <laughs> <Yeah>. likes. <laughs> that would have been super funny. I, I think that a little bit this season, I'm getting flashbacks to the end of season three, where a lot of people were upset that Jesse McCartney lost. Um, and that the Night Angel won. I, I think that that is probably the season I draw the most similarities to, which, you know, I I think a lot of people get frustrated with the end of that season as well. And I think that's something that I've noticed here too. Hmm. In terms for me, of the ding dong. Mm-hmm. Sorry, for me, I would, I would say it's probably more similar to the final two of season two, where you have Wayne Brady versus... Someone who a lot of people, me being people, would argue that was robbed in uh, their season of American Idol, who who lost again, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think you've got obviously, totally, you get the double losers there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Doubles losers. That sounds horrible because they both came in second place. They're both amazing singers. Uh, The the two second place American Idol finishers, obviously, or I guess Chris, when did he? He's like fourth or something. He finished fourth. He He was fourth place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you have that consistency, but I mean more in terms of there's someone who the audience thought was going to win and wanted to win and the other person did like the night angel is similar to the medusa and i would put the macaw as the turtle in that scenario but um but yeah no i definitely hear what you're saying yeah so you know congratulations go to the medusa who again does something no one has ever done before goes from on the brink of elimination to ding dong keep it on to wild card round wins the wild card round gets here, kicks out the original competitor that put her in the wildcard round, and then mm-hmm. takes the win on the night. Now, they did two, no theme, right? It's the finale. Mm-hmm. Finale don't need right. no theme. It's just the finale. Welcome, everybody. And we had, like you said, two performances apiece. So four performances total, alternated. Mm-hmm. But then also we had two performances apiece, but, but no clue package. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, another thing that frustrates me about the current state of the Mass Singer. And we've talked a little bit about this previously with like some of the clue packages have zero clues in them <laughs> or don't have like the fun clues, like the punny, you know, like Rob Gronkowski is a cow on skis, you know, like they're they're lacking those types of really fun clues. And it feels a little bit more just like, let me just tell you a little bit of a story with some personal details. It's not really a clue in the 
traditional mass singer sense. And I think that that like feels especially frustrating because like this week I was prepping the claim to fame game for the B and B, and I was like, I want fun clues like this. I want more puns. I want things like that. So just that's what sort of my overall feeling about the clue packages, especially in this episode, that it was very much just like, this is my story, this is my story, this is my story, which don't get me wrong. I'm not upset to hear that. I also really like the clues. And I I guess by the end of the season, it's like, who cares? We already know who they are, but it would still be nice to have an inclusion of more of those types of things. Well, that's the thing, right? Is Is the clue package segment was essentially replaced by becoming the macaw or being the macaw. Uh huh. And it was just the Macan Medusa swapping back stories about how they feel being in the finals more so mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like we veered away a little bit from the who sung it of it all, which is what got us into the show into maybe taking ourselves a little too seriously, more seriously as a singing competition over anything. Yeah, you made the comparison, I think, last week to American Idol, how it sort of really emphasized the journeys of the contestants instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, like, oh, it's just a singing competition kind of show. And I do feel like the Masked Singer, to a certain extent, has lost a little bit of that, like, fun clue pizzazz and has drifted in, you know, sort of a similar direction. So I would I would agree with that. I think also just like the clue packages here were like totally unnecessary because they also repeated a lot of information. Like for the uh, for the macaw, I would say, you know, obviously we've heard a lot about his story, becoming a new person, having a lot of anxiety. I guess the one thing we learned that was new was the major injury. But overall, it wasn't anything new that we hadn't heard before. Right. And I think that is that's the other thing, right, where when when you you one could argue, well, yeah, we already know who it is or we've gotten enough clues for it. But also I've heard the story. Right. The, mm-hmm. the journey of the McCall already. So I don't need to hear it again mm-hmm. because it's already been there. So I exactly. don't know what they could do to switch up on us or switch it up. They could do something. I just don't know what that something may be. Yeah. You know, and I'm usually a fan of a final two. <laughs> but, but like <laughs> we need a final three i can't with final four fire making and a final three here for the mess singer let's, let's mix it up let's go back to final three i think that that would be more fun too because i think then you can sort of limit some of those things and maybe you know focus more on just like the performances of the contestants i mean but- i remember a time where they would have six performers each episode right where yeah. They would yeah. have six and then one would get unmasked and it was like, okay, well they, and it's the same amount of time run. So it's like, yeah. we could do three perform three finalists with two a song a piece for sure. Because then the question becomes, okay, where's the other time going? If we only have, you know, on a regular episode, three performers and two unmaskings. Yeah. The mm-hmm. unmasking take a bit. The, the filler segments take a bit with the, oh, here's our guest person who came on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know what would be fun? So you know how Big Brother 10 was like a back to basics season? We need mm-hmm. Mass Singer 10 to be a back to basics season. I want them to do the OG format. Like do season one format. I would love to see what that looks like. Interesting. In this day and age. Although I think, again, the issue is like finding celebrities who are willing to compete for that long. Instead, it's like, yeah, you just come for a day. Thumbs up. Hooray. <laughs> hooray. Ho- hooray. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So we get the little journey package. Uh, they mentioned they, they had a lot, they have a lot of anxiety coming back to being judged on a show, which again, 
couldn't hammer it closer that it is a, a person that's been on a singing comp or some kind of show where there's a judges panel. Mm-hmm. And then they did a performance. They did McCaw did the song Hold Back the River by James Bay. Oh. And um, Liana, what, what did you feel about this performance? I love this song, first of all. So I was thrilled when he started out with this. I I think something that we've seen from the macaw throughout the season is that he has a really beautiful tone. I think Robin pointed that out in this episode as well. And this song was no exception. I was a little nervous at the beginning because there was a, somewhat of a hesitancy, it felt like, but it really picked up. Obviously, he's able to insert a lot of his classic macaw runs in there. And <laughs> the all-white theme with the choir and the weird backup dancers with their cones of shame just felt like a really fun presentation for my little eyeballs to take in. Yeah, I thought it was a good good song choice. You know, it is the final, so I do expect it to be a little, you know, little, little, got put everything on the table. And this just felt like it worked. I felt like the, the dancers seemed to fit it. I like the smoky background. I like the smoke coming up on the stage. Mm-hmm. So good opener for the night, I would say. Yeah, they went all out with the smoke. The Macaw's other performance also, I feel like, had a ton of smoke. It's like orangey smoke. Just, just okay. pack all the smoke in there. Pack it. The backup dancers, though. I made the joke that it was a cone of shame, but like legitimately, what were they? Were they I, the other thought I had was satellite dishes. Like, what are mm. they? They're like bowls. They're like shallow dishes. <laughs> <laughs> It like looks more like bowls than, than satellites to me because the face <laughs> is not like popping out of it. So I guess um, I thought mushrooms, but like an inverted one, (laughs) (laughs) like the cap. But like if you were to take if you snap the cap off the mushroom and then turn it upside down and then put it back on the mushroom. (laughs) Yeah. So just some sort of like concave or convex, whichever the right word is, like shape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> After the bunnies last week and then the cones of shame this week, it was just very funny. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what's the call? So, yeah. So, yeah. Ultimately, I think decent performance. I will take it. Good opener. The judges seem to very much love this. So, mm-hmm. we had that. Then we had some of the judges' guesses. We heard Zayn Malik be brought up. We heard yeah, Neil Patrick what? Harris be brought up, which what? ultimately ends up being Jenny's final guess of the night. Yeah, that was weird. It came out of nowhere, too. It felt Can like, I just put this out what? there? If we are, because again, I feel like since we really enjoyed the show and we were, we've been bigging it up all season, permission mm-hmm. to, to, to not big it up. What's the opposite? Make it small? <laughs> Complain. I don't know. Complain. Ooh, honey, I shrunk the kids it. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> I'm not too fond of the judges' guesses being very clearly fake. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think, though, with the final guesses? Because, you know, sometimes we see where, like, the guesses throughout the episode are, oh, I don't know who it is. And then at the end, they all guess the exact correct person. Like, that's obviously scripted. But here, even when they're throwing their final guesses, do you think they're actually throwing or they just don't know? I feel like... And specifically, I'm looking directly at Jenny McCarthy, who won the Golden Ear two seasons in a row. And mm-hmm. is very clearly is not a musician, is not mm-hmm. comic relief. And her <laughs> position on the panel is the pop culture expert. To me, there is no shot with the amount of time the word judge 
and the word silver, the the implication that this person has mm-hmm. been on a show is clearly a musician that mm-hmm. you thought, OK, Neil Patrick Harris. That's mm-hmm. the one I'm riding with here. Yeah. If it's Neil Patrick Harris, you you do not think for a second there would be some kind of "Hi, Met Your Mother" nod. There would be some kind of Harold and Kumar nod. Like that is, it's Jenny. So I'm like, there's no excuses. Ken can say Susan Boyle from Medusa. That's allowed. Ken's <laughs> job is be comic relief, so he can say whatever he wants. But to me, this is the indicator that it's fake. Uh, Ken's lower third this episode was still pulling for Susan Boyle. That's very funny to me. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. And it was nice to have the callback, too. I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, we're very pro callback on this podcast. So that's good. We'll take it. Yeah. All right, Liana. So then let's hop over and talk about the Medusa next. So do you want to run us through Medusa's journey slash clue package slash slash? Like what? It's... There's nothing to say. I mean, the only real mm-hmm. thing to take away is that she says that she uh, like wants to join the winner circle with the Queen of Hearts. So there's some type of looking up to her or something going on there. But yeah, it was like, oh, I love my costume. It's very powerful. It's my aesthetic, and I want to keep it on when I go on tour. Like, she okay, really I guess connected clue... with being the being the thing, being the Medusa. right, which is which is cool. Like, don't get me wrong, I love that for her. In my clue package, though, I guess the clue is that she goes on tour, so she's an artist. Like, okay, uh, more puns, more pun clues, please. <laughs> anyway, good for her. The clue package, and then you know, really, the second clue package. You know, she talks a little bit more like later on about the. Uh, I believe. I mean, it ends up being the loss of her sister that she had already talked about earlier. So again, nothing like particularly new. Just a lot of you know, I'm powerful. Yay. I love the Medusa. Well, I'll tell you this. I really liked this performance by Medusa. It was mm-hmm. Elastic Heart by Sia, mm-hmm. the unofficial prize money fund provider of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the song. I really enjoyed this song. It was good energy. I feel like the Medusa, every time she performs, puts it all on stage, which Having gone through the mass Singer hashtag last week just to see what people were saying about California Roll not making it, a lot of critiques for her are that she oversings, which right. I think oversing is when you, you know, we talked about our uh, trigonometry last week, the angles. <laughs> and I feel like oversing is when you're at a right angle or more acute than obtuse. So, to me, that's probably what they're looking at. But also <laughs> as a fan of Razzle Dazzle, I'm I'm a sucker for that. So it works for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing is, is that it's and I said this at the beginning, like, it's just not like my favorite. Right. So but I can still appreciate this performance. I think this is the better of her, too. I think that this one, she brings her usual energy and passion and obviously there's people that appreciate it. There was this one shot of one lady in the audience, like real vibing out. Now, I don't know if that was actually from this performance or not, but I'm going <laughs> to so, you know, the mass singer editors be a little shady with like including random people from random performances. But I'm going to say that she really enjoyed it. She was like clapping, having a good time. And plus, I think the staging was super cool. This is the one with that like really awesome light show that looked crazy dope. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I'm here for Medusa. I've been here for Medusa from from the jump. And uh, I I thought this was good. Again, this is like if you're the Medusa and you've been on the brink of elimination, this is you got to bring it every episode. And I felt like she brought it. 
Yeah, she brought it. And another thought that I had, because we had talked about this last week with the Macaws performance of translating on the TV versus translating in person. Mm -hmm. And so I I feel like maybe the Medusa is someone who, who their performances must be so fun to watch in person. 100%. And maybe it just doesn't translate as well to TV. I could definitely see that. And I honestly could, uh, I, I mean, I enjoy it, right? So I can only imagine how much more I'd enjoy it in person because the in-person, the audience love her in the in-person. On, right. on At home, if you're looking at Twitter, they're not living for the Medusa. So oh, it is interesting. I will say yeah. I watch the show weekly with my community over on my Discord and we've been pretty pro Medusa the whole way through. Okay, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that it's not that she doesn't have fans. I also think like the angry people are the most vocal always. So, oh, 100%. 100%. That is the case. Um, all right, Liana. So, satellite dishes, mushrooms, uh, discs, dishes, plates, mm-hmm. uh, dancers. Okay, so let's get to the guesses here. This is where Jenny says something, and I wanted to get your take and thoughts on this. So, Jenny says, well, I've been seeing a lot of guesses about of this person on social media. And this could be Fergie. Now they filmed already. How does this work? I think this season they filmed some of it as it was airing. So I think this is the remember because I was a big this is Fergie in the first two three episodes. So right. I think this is a very clear self report that um oh uh, <laughs> you guys were talking about Fergie <laughs> before the season was done uh, before we got to deeper with the clue packages so i'm gonna (laughs) go fergie like this is from week one (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay that would make more sense if there was some overlap my other thought was is that they just brought jenny back to the studio and they just filmed her in post like just her just saying that and then they what they cgi'd her into the original footage well no they just cut it together so the close-up of her is from when they recorded it later and then they just you know put her in the big like the wide shot. Although I guess wild. she had that guess in the unmasking. So I don't know how that would work. I think your yours is probably more accurate. It always is. It always is. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Robin keeps thinking this is Grimes. Robin, like, stop it. No. no. You're being dumb. You sound yeah. silly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nicole with Bishop Briggs, the correct guess. Yeah, I mean, Nicole, listen, if there's anything that's a robbery on the show, it's that they stopped doing the golden ear because Nicole would be mopping the floor with these fools. She's been crushing it. She's easily the best detective of the bunch now. Yeah, I feel like Robin was good for a while. I feel like he's kind of fallen off. They're letting Nicole have a a chance. It's because Robin's so like his ears now only percolate. Oh, this is a song that my dad loved. Like okay, that's that's good, but but what are your guesses telling you? Maybe he's just he's like, look, I'm here for the paycheck. The show's gone off the rails. <laughs> just, he's not wrong. Give me my money. <laughs> well, because again, you get paid the same amount for doing the work and guessing well as does Ken for just saying, "Oh, this is the my uh, neighborhood grocery uh, owner on the stage right now." Welcome to the Mass Singer neighborhood grocery owner. Like that's how it is. So, yeah. you might as well phone it in a little bit. And the neighborhood grocer is still famous than Dr. Elvis compared. <laughs> Ouch. Why do you keep taking shots at this poor man? He he's not even know. here it's to defend I himself. I know. It's all I have. <laughs> I have a sad life. <laughs> no, you don't. Your life's pretty eventful and and fun. You've got me in it. <laughs> That's true. How could my life be boring when I have you in it? 
that felt like a dig. I don't know why, but it just did. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Oh, so the, thanks for the confirmation. Wow. Well, you definitely keep things exciting. What? Stop it. <laughs> why? Why are you taking shots? How are you? I, I'm the most exciting one. How boring your life would be if you were like, wow, uh, people just eat lettuce and salad. <laughs> Instead, you have me to show you the other side of the world. Yeah. The people who eat lettuce and salad. That's you. You are people. Yeah. And I eat lettuce, not in salad. Uh, and my sister does it too. So it's a normal thing. No, it's lettuce. a family thing. This is a mm. familial bond that you two mm. share. Hmm. Interesting. No, it's not. <laughs> if you are on the show next, would your your lower third would be like scientist, um, it ran two marathons, and then the third thing would be eats head of lettuce as hand snack. In the grand scheme of those next lower thirds, that's a pretty good one. I would take that. It could be a lot worse. You know, it could be way worse. Yeah. Some of them are ridiculous. Like it'll what? be like once stuck his finger in a beehive and got covered in bee stings or something weird. That happens. So you know who's sticking their finger in beehives? People. Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go next, let's take a quick break and then we'll get back to talk about part two of the performances from the macaw and from Medusa. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All righty. So Liana Macaw goes on next. Okay. And talks about how they had a major injury last year, which caused them to not be able to sing. They had to be silent for three months. And they even considered whether this is for them anymore. 
singing mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, this was actually this was interesting the way that this was phrased because it was I had a major life or a major injury and was silent for three months, but didn't say like I lost my voice. It was just I was silent. And I thought that that was very interesting because I don't know, maybe I need to go back and look at Google macaw injury, (laughs) David Archuleta injury. But it felt like I don't know, it kind of felt personal. Like, you know how sometimes when you get hurt and you just you lose your sparkle. I felt like that was kind of what it was. Is like he just lost his sparkle and now he's back to sparkle. Well, now that we know who it is, we can verify this, right? Yeah. As to what the injury is, because it could be either. <laughs> yeah. But that was how either. I interpreted it when I heard it for the first time. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, let's talk about this performance, Liana. All by myself by Eric Carmen, not Eric Cartman. Because that's a different person and a fictional mm-hmm. one at that. That would be funny. I would love to see someone sing a South Park song on the show. Would you th- really yeah. think about that? Would you? Would that be what you're interested in? <laughs> or maybe something from Team America World Police. That would be pretty funny. Oh, my God. America. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this song, you mentioned the orange smoke. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you really like this? What was your feelings on this? Oh my gosh, I loved this. I thought this was so good. I thought if the McCall was going to win that they should put this last, but obviously they didn't, which is why I put Medusa last. I just, ugh, I was just overall obsessed with this. I feel like this is the style that he does such a good job at. It's just like this really strong ballad. Just put him on the stage, give him some orange glow and some smoke. I thought it looked really nice on the colors of the macaw, the orange glow. I, uh, it was just so good. And also the song, although, yes, it is a very serious song. It also makes me laugh because (laughs) when like you want to joke with someone, sometimes you sing this song (laughs) like you're all alone and you're trying to make them feel bad. (laughs) The song made me think of that too. You try and make people feel bad. What are you talking about? Okay, like, you know how when you're upset with me, like, play upset with me, and then you play Mad World, the Gary Jules version? Yes. Yeah, that's like this. Like, I'll do... Or Celine Dion's all by myself. Yeah, that too. But, like, I'll sing this at work when people are abandoning me. Oh, I see. Don't leave me. So you like it for the meme content is what you're that telling. That is correct. Me. But it's also a very powerful, wonderful song. So this was more that version than it is the meme content. But I am here for the meme content. So would you say this was the stronger if you're ranking Macaw's two performances on the night? Would you say this was the strongest one? Yes. I think this one was better. I okay. mean, they're both amazing, but I would probably put this one as stronger. Okay. Well, I think, you know, I feel like the second song from both was their like finale song and the Mm -hmm. other two were kind of their pre-show song yeah i can see that because especially with the emotional connection that medusa had to her song this certainly felt like the capstone performance for the macaw like this is the finale performance especially with the staging too Mm -hmm. yeah so then okay so then that happened okay then we got some macaw conversation and they talk about how they had some anxiety before coming on the show. They've had a tough couple of years and they start getting very emotional. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, at this point, this is where 
I would compare the show again to like an American Idol where we're getting because I feel like now more than ever, we're getting a lot more personal content like this than we didn't used to before. At least I maybe don't remember us having this much personal content before. Well, we okay. this has definitely been a theme since the beginning of the show. I mean, T-Pain's whole story was people in the industry don't respect my ability to sing or maybe not people in the industry, but like people, the people, the people don't respect my ability to sing. So it was there, but I think it wasn't nearly as heavy handed. And I think the ratio of content was certainly less that we heard that much less than we did now, especially considering this whole episode, both the pre and post performance were all that kind of like my story, what I feel kind of vibes that it's just so much more. Right. And and that's the thing. It was, yeah, I remember T-Pain. I remember T-Pain's journey and T-Pain mentioning that like people didn't really rate me as a singer. But then I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like more pulling of the heartstrings than ever before for me, um, potentially. But especially yeah. and, and I think potentially it's because the two people that are in the final two just so happen to have had a tough couple of years. So. Mm-hmm obviously that's going to get explored. That's going to be talked about. And especially if it's a spur of the moment, they're running through how they're feeling being on that stage. They're feeling a lot of feelings. So they should share it. Um, yeah. Or just an observation. Yeah. As someone who also feels a lot of feelings, I get it. And I also agree with you that, like I said, it's mm-hmm. much more content. Not that we haven't seen it before, but the ratio, like there's so much more of it. It feels like, especially in this particular finale. In this economy. Yes. All right. So then we go to the Medusa, Liana. The Medusa mentions, you know, they had mentioned that they had lost someone. They mentioned with great loss, there's great joy. And they performed. <laughs> what, what are you laughing with, at? With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And uh, they did their rendition of Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. I also love this song. This was mm-hmm. an overall banger of a song list, I would say. And knowing the fact, we didn't know it at the time, but knowing the fact that this was her sister's favorite song, who's no longer here, I think really contextualizes the performance. I do think that overall, this was a good performance from her. I think we saw better, though. I even think the performance, the first performance was better than this one and I don't want to take anything away because clearly it's an emotional performance for her and her relationship with her late sister but also at the same time I think her semifinals performance was better but she brought it home with the last note and I think that's what's really key Hey, the, the, the last note's the most memorable of the notes yeah. I would argue um, well here's my thing right I think ultimately the Medusa made a lot more songs her own than the Macaw did yes and I think that is the key to winning the mass singer, making it feel like it's a it's a Medusa original and not a cover that you're doing on the show of someone else's song, really making it your own. And I really do think that's what got Medusa the W, whether or not this was her one of her lower performances or not the best one, um, even not the best one of the night. Right. I think having that history of. Okay, yeah, anytime I think of a Medusa tune, I'm like, okay, I remember the Medusa style, not the original. And I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's something she really does did well throughout the entire season was having that personalization of it. Mm -hmm. 
I got that a little bit less here, but I still think, you know, clearly it's, she can't not perform it uniquely. Does that make sense? Like no matter what, like just especially because the way her singing style is that it's just, of course, it's going to be unique. She sounds like no one else. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is always going to give it that little sense of novelty and set it apart from the OG performance. Definitely. Yeah, I think so too. And I feel like, um, I feel like, again, I think when we talk about it and maybe this is something for us to look at at the off season, unless you have the memory of it up front, of uh whoever goes last are they the winner how often is that happening that's a good question i don't know about that we can look back to season eight and if we check season eight because you know we do normally talk about the the first and last performances of the night like usually Mm -hmm. indicate something but they don't have it listed i was looking at the wiki because normally they have the performance order but they didn't just because there were the two performances also from the last season right the harp and the lambs right season eight the firefly went second you mean seven season seven that's what i meant (laughs) season seven the firefly went second and was safe because they did it where it was sort of like a battle royale, but the top two faced off. So it was Prince Firefly, then Ringmaster. The Firefly and the Ringmaster made it. And then Firefly went first in the second round. So the not Harp last. sang last um, in season eight. Okay, so definitely that one, but not for the Firefly. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to go back and look. I don't remember. I'm yeah, I'm very curious because it just, it just to me, it feels like if you're if you've got the last say, you know, that's like that's a good place to be. Yeah, this, I know. That's what yeah. that's what I'm saying is that if they had wanted if they were gonna give McCall the win, they for sure would have put McCall last because especially to end on all by myself, like explosions. Oh my gosh, this is the best performance we've ever had ever. I feel like that really would have been <laughs> such a strong way. I mean, when you see Robin Thick get up on the freaking desk, like he's that's he's so pumped for it. And I do think that the order probably plays a big role. And I don't know if it plays a big role in like the audience perception, but it definitely plays a big role. I think in the story that they're trying to tell. Right. Um, So then, okay. So then that performance happens. We get to the results and drum roll, please. Medusa wins. Okay. Uh, Sorry for you. Yeah. Sorry Uh, for you. Runner up time again. Uh, Here were the judges final guesses. Robin Thicke said Jason Mraz. Oh my God. I could not believe that he said G. First of all, it came out of nowhere. And I was like, in what universe does this sound like Mr. A to Z to you? Shocking. Is that a, is that an, a name? Mr. A to Z? What, That's what his last that? name. Mraz, M-R-A-Z, Mr. A to Z. It's in part of his lyrics. It might've been one of the titles of his albums. Oh. Mr. A to Z is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you mean Daddy Bezos? I most certainly do not. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mr. A to Z was the name of his second album. Gotcha. Okay. Jenny won with Neil Patrick Harris. So, okay. Mm-hmm. She won with Neil Patrick Harris. Cool. Uh, Ken actually does end up piggybacking on Nicole's guess of David Archuleta. Mm-hmm. And then Ken shares a very, very personal moment. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you're setting me up to talk about it. I thought you I were was. Gonna talk about it. <laughs> Hold on, I'm dying. <laughs> okay, so yes, the so I think he probably knew it was David Archuleta the whole time because at the end he tells a story about his wife was on bed rest. I didn't know. I guess she was pre- she was pregnant at the time. But clearly this is very emotional because there were complications, it seems like, with her pregnancy. And so it was unclear if all parties involved were going to make it through okay. And so Ken was getting like legitimately emotional, tearing up. And that felt that was the most authentic thing that I saw. That and then I would say the unmasking of the macaw moment. But during the guesses, this was the most raw authentic emotional thing that we had seen and it just it really touched my little heartstrings yeah yeah no this was very sweet from ken like you know we rag on ken a lot for being a liar but in this (laughs) instance what not a liar i mean where's the lie it's a shenaniganizer like that is not a word yes it is look it up He's like uh, off okay, causing, tr- he's like out causing trouble and making weird guesses and poking people, I guess. I feel like he poked Nick Cannon at one what, point. Like I don't Facebook? Know. <laughs> yeah, like Facebook. Do you remember when that was a thing? We were like, oh my God, he poked you. <laughs> remember when throwing sheep at people was a thing? No. Wow, you did not use Facebook to its fullest potential then. Apparently not. I played Farmville. <laughs> Which... Is wild to me that you played Farmville, but you do not remember that you could throw sheep at people. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I'm sure I did it. I just, I have, I have no memory of that. No recollection. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not Yeah. Recall. So then the unmasking happens and it is indeed David Archuleta. Yeah. I almost cried. Aww. Okay. That's a lie. I cried. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was at work too. And I was like, ah, thank God. I got one of the conference rooms booked myself so I could eat lunch and watch the mass singer. And I was like, <laughs> ah, like crying over my carrots. Like, ah, this was just, I, I just have so much empathy for him in this situation, you know, cause he talks about like growing up in a religious household and that being queer was evil and, and, you know, talked about not wanting to be here anymore. And I just, I really connected with his story and just, like, he was crying and I was crying and Ken was crying. <laughs> we were all crying and <laughs> uh, collectively as a family, it was just, yeah, it was very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was definitely a lot here that was put out there by uh, David Archuleta and then David Archuleta was, was very complimentary of the Medusa, which was great. Yeah. I do love that when the competitors are, in it together they were really complimentary to each other mm-hmm. it, that also i i will say that as frustrated as i was with certain elements of the finale as well as last week's episode the the ending did kind of warm my heart the fact that they were being so nice to each other i was like i guess love does conquer all i could be nice <laughs> <laughs> and not be mad and frustrated about this finale so that was just really cute to see yeah well then we go over to the medusa it's medusa's unmasking time Mm-hmm. And we already said it. Ken guessed Susan Boyle. Jenny guessed Fergie because Jenny mm-hmm. is still living in the early part of the season when some of us <laughs> thought it was Fergie. Yeah, and like February. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, what's it called? Robin went with Grimes and Nicole went, wow, someone is revving their engine outside and it's so obnoxious. Um, and Nicole guessed Bishop Briggs. 
which again, yes. Nicole, on the night, two for two. On the money. And she is correct. Bishop Briggs unmasked. And again, we saw what we saw with the macaw, right? Like she talks a little bit about her story. Thanks, David. And it's just overall really appreciative and kind and sweet. And that moment I was rooting for her and I was, it was like, oh, okay, I'm happy that you won, I guess. <laughs> wow. You guess, huh? <laughs> yeah. I still, I, I still, I still think I wanted David Archuleta to win, but. Ah, I I've see. come to, I've come to terms with it. Like I'm at peace with the Medusa winning. I'm happy to put this season to the long nap. <laughs> yeah, I've come to peace with uh, none of us winning the draft. And I'm very okay. Oh my with that. God. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. This is two seasons in a row, right? Because we didn't have the harp either. I think it's because what we've been doing is we're waiting until the first week is done so that mm-hmm. we can start the draft because. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? Maybe the move is next season to just do it from when we see the costumes. Yeah. Or what we could do is we could draft the first. We could draft who we know is going to be in that first episode. So we draft them first to get them out of the way. And then that way we for sure. And then we just stitch it onto the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just draft the rest of them or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. We'll think about it. We have a whole we have a whole off season to figure this out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, we have, like you said, plenty of time before season 10. We don't know right. when season 10 is going to be. We just know that it's going to happen. So we'll see when that time comes around. But Liana, that brings us to the end of the, the finale. We did it. Woo! We made it. We had a fun time. Overall, if we take the average of how much fun I had over the course of the season, on <laughs> average, it was a fun time. It was a little bit of a dip at the end, not going to lie. But I think overall, very enjoyable. I'm curious to see what season 10 has in store. We, as you mentioned, have this off season now. And depending on what the writers strike, like how that doesn't, that doesn't bode well for my punny clues. But fingers crossed that something will, will come to fruition ultimately. And... I think that's it. I'm happy the season's in the books. I'm okay with the winner, not who I was rooting for, but ultimately I think that it's an okay end to the season. I'm very happy with the winner. Ultimately for me, it was California roll or Medusa and I'll take a Medusa win. It's cool. Um, I do feel like ultimately looking back on the season, I'm very curious how we're going to feel once we remove from it a little bit and see, you know, was that the right call? Was this twist good? We'll find out at season 10. If they're going to, maybe they take Liana's uh, advice, go back to basic, or we get a similar season to this season. Only time will tell. But for now, we are done here. Liana, let the people know where else can they find you and what else you have going on in this long massing or off season. Oh, one more thing before I give my plugs that I keep forgetting because this actually happened a couple weeks ago. On Hulu, the Mass Singer used to be labeled as a comedy series and they finally removed it. I don't know why it took nine seasons of the show and halfway through the ninth season to eventually get removed as a comedy series. But maybe they also, the Hulu people were like, yeah, there's too much, uh, too much emotional sappy stuff in here. We got to cut the, <laughs> cut the comedy series part of it. Anyway, not important, but I've been thinking about it for a while and I needed to say it out loud. And now that I've said it out loud, I'm going to forget that I ever had these thoughts. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. I am podcasting about Survivor. We've got two more episodes left. We're doing, as I mentioned, Claim to Fame this week. I'm so excited. I spent so much effort on these stupid, amazing clues. Some of them are so dumb. I can't wait for Mike, Jenny, and Phil to get their hands on them. So we're going to be doing that. And then, of course, Drag Race All-Stars Season 8 is also back. Come on. Beth and myself are going to be covering Episode 3, which is coming out now-ish, depending on when you're listening to this. So we'll be out soon with another podcast on that. There we go. And y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. And as far as podcasts go, I'll be there back with 90 Day Fiance. We are at the tail end of this season, but a new season is right around the corner come June 5th. We're going to have the latest season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day, so I'm very excited about that. And aside from that, my podcast load has gotten a lot lighter. Now, Big Brother Canada is over. New Big Brother is uh, TMTBD. We do not know when it's going to come out. Uh, so I'm going to be chilling on Twitch. You can find me on Twitch more often than not. All right. We hope you had a fun journey with us this season. We hope you had a fun time. Season 9 is now over. And we will unmask you during Season 10. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Who's under there? Under? I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the Who's under there? Under? I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.